thing is insane. Uh, I I was watching these these documentaries. I watched both of them. I watched the Netflix one, uh, which I forget the tagline to it. The greatest festival that never was. The greatest that never, party the, that I think it's the greatest party, the greatest that, party that, never, that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never at the same time enjoyed and thought the documentary was shot and handled well and been so viscerally like upset at what it's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I don't, well, have you, well, Michael Moore films, I think are like that too. Well, that's true. But like, I've watched Michael Moore films like, um, uh, gosh, I forget most of them. The ones, I think the one on gun violence where he goes like into Canada and is like knocking on their doors. Yeah. Uh, I kind of appreciate that. I kind of appreciate the Morgan, the Morgan Spurlock ones, but this one, it was just like, Hey, this one doesn't really have like a host or a narrator, but I'm just like, I mean, we can get into a lot of this stuff, but certainly like I, as somebody who really detests anyone who like treats their employees badly or anything like that, I look at this and I'm just like, I, I can't stand this frat dude. He's just, I'm so Billy like I hate on, that Billy. The, Billy like it's just you know one of the things that over the course of both these documentaries that I didn't I wasn't as aware of early on like I had listened to a podcast on I think it's a show called Swindled they did an episode on this um, and, you know hearing news about it I didn't know that much about Billy McFarlane but now I'm just like he, he is everything that I hate and detest somebody who, who suckers people and has ruined lives and doesn't realize it or care. Right. And I'm just like, it's, you know, like, again, like the kind of people who just lay off their staff and all that stuff. I'm just like, it is, it, it should be demonized. And yet the fact that he's now in these things will make him (laughs) idolized. And that is very frustrating. Well, he's also in jail. So, you know, yeah, but then he got you know, came to him. Yeah. And I guess we could talk about so do you want to talk do you want to lay out a little bit of the Netflix one first and then we can kind of tie in some of the other stuff? Yeah. So uh yeah, I and I think it's gonna be interesting to compare contrast. So for the people Certainly. who, they're, who they're also very did, different movies. Yeah. For but funnily enough, have some of the same people in them, a lot of the same clips, because there's only like these certain amount of really good clips sure. from the Fire Festival, from like these social media people. And then sort of the Billy stuff as well. So because Billy is actually in one and on the other. And then if you actually watch the Hulu one, they at the very end talk about this one. So I wonder what is the right. recommended order. The way I originally watched is I watched the Hulu one and then I watched the Netflix one um, before we thought of this challenge. Um, See, and I, I that did the really, opposite. And that really colored my imp- impression of it because at the very end of the Hulu one, it talks about the Netflix one. They don't say it's going to be on Netflix, but they talk about there's another one being made and it's being co-produced by the Jerry Media people who are a big target yes. in the Hulu one. And that really colored my sort of watching of this because in the Hulu one, they really go after that. And then in the, uh, there's specific lines in the Netflix one where it's like the Jerry Media people make, like, make it a point to say, we didn't know about any of this stuff. 
yeah that totally. was happening so, so i watched it the other way around i watched the netflix one first which the way i would describe the two is that the netflix one is about the festival in the lead up to the festival and the hulu one is really about billy mcfarlane and his history of companies and it even talks about him growing up in these things so like the fire the one that's just called fire the netflix one i think i think is a better it's a better first one and then the hulu one's kind of a better prequel fill in the gaps kind of thing but that's interesting you say that because that's one thing i noticed too like there are the thing about these docs and the thing that i think is really interesting about having multiple takes on something is that there you really do like even the narrator has an opinion and a bias and i think that comes through if you understand this stuff like i think it's really interesting that the netflix one like you said was made by the social team in new york uh jerry media who was in charge of a lot of their campaign and i think it it paints a very different light about those people and then you go to the hulu one and it's very um the one thing that i i give the hulu one more credit for that i really like about it is that it doesn't try to pull punches like it more so and there are very big uh fallacies in logic but the hulu one i think tries to demonize it a little bit more like they try they want more so to make billy the bad guy and say that he always was and then it also um makes the media companies a little more negative they show the influence that they had on it versus we were just doing our job we didn't know what we were getting into right and the hulu one actually has and they have a they have a lot of the same people who are there interviewing too but Mm -hmm. the hulu one actually has billy in it and has this guy who is one of the main jerry media guys who since quit and is like doing like a tell-all situation yeah Um, which the (laughs) i may be jumping the shark just a little bit but one thing that uh the hulu one i is so frustrating about and i can't remember which one they both say it a little bit but i think the netflix one really says like billy's gonna be back he's gonna get back he's gonna pull scams he's gonna do this stuff he's gonna swindle more money he's gonna find more money and you're like but who would do that and the hulu one's very much like he's in jail now all this stuff like you know we think this is coming to a conclusion but hulu paid him two hundred fifty thousand dollars for his interview oh that's not I did yeah, not they, know that. They paid him Whoa. a quarter million dollars for the interview and don't disclose it at all. That is okay. Right? That's some <laughs> shit. Okay. For someone for all about these the movie which is about these back alley dealings. Yeah. Or like not disclosure essentially of all these things. They don't do it themselves. That is like the epitome of hypocrisy. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm trying to look at the details to find out like who actually produced this. I don't know if there's a direct connection to the Hulu one like there is with the Netflix one. Uh, I'm wishing I, I'm wishing I, <clears throat> I'm wishing I, I uh, knew that a little bit better. But it's, yeah, like I said, it's, you learn that, you know, these documentaries, they have a bias. <laughs> like There's no doubt about it. You can't hide from the fact that they tell two different stories. And although they share a lot of points, like, I think you come away with two different viewpoints, depending on which one you watch. Yeah. About sure. a lot of people who aren't Billy, like Billy and Ja Rule and stuff, they, they kind of demonize them or they kind of throw them down at the expense of others, which is an interesting other take for 
you know, as I can say personally that after watching this, I think Billy is kind of a crook, the worst of sort of a frat boy scumbag who's who has, um, you know, who thinks a smile on his face can get him a lot of doors open for him. But it's, you know, it's interesting that they really belittle the target, like they make them targets to canonize themselves a little bit, like the media company and the Netflix one. Um, and then some of the other people around the scope of the Hulu one, but uh, it's, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So my, my key takeaways from this uh, that really stuck with me are as follows the Billy archetypes, because I feel like that is a uh, growing thing especially within the industry we work in i may i I know some people like this i may have worked for some people like this i mean even the big you know you think about the big names i didn't mean to cut you off but i'm thinking immediately you say that i immediately think of like jake paul yeah no i think even on a much smaller scale where it's like you know i'm bro business major coming out of college and I have the next great app idea, idea, but I don't really know about how all this stuff works. So I'm going to grab the nerds, make them make the app for no money, and then go ahead and just like fraud my way into getting money. Uh, yeah, you know, someone to invest in it, which I've seen. I've seen firsthand. I've seen this stuff firsthand. And yeah. like the the like t- manipulating these numbers, and then like there's all you know there's all these. Uh, there's a bunch of stupid people with money, right? Um, and it's kind of easy enough to get them to write you a check if you are like Billy, you're charismatic, and you are uh, can can take your numbers, whether it's um, looking at them in the best light or out in some ways out and out lying about them. Yeah. Uh, that because they're not do like there there are like yeah if you go to like the like you know the google ventures and the you know the bigger guys uh startup funding Mm -hmm. guys they're gonna do their actual due diligence and make sure everything you're telling them is right but there's a lot of people out there that with a couple million dollars to throw around that are not going to do that. They like ran a, you know, they had a semi-successful, you know, hardwood floor installing company, you know, and they're retired, you know, it's stuff like yeah. that. Well, they uh, talk about that with in the Hulu one, which the one thing I, I like about the Hulu one is that it gets into the numbers a little bit more. It talks more about the the venture arm part of this stuff, like the influence that it had by the numbers and the money, whereas the Netflix one is, is, is really about the party. It's really about the festival buildup and the marketing behind it. And I, you know, even the way that it's shot, I think granted it's using a lot of still footage and, you know, the found footage of, of what's available, but, uh, it's shot and, um, and composed and edited in a different style. But the one thing I really liked about the the Hulu one is they talk about the money and um, they talk about in particular, again, cause I'm from Oklahoma. They, they bring up Aubrey McClendon, who is this billionaire oil tycoon guy, basically the founder of Chesapeake energy, which is essentially the uh, probably the biggest company in Oklahoma outside of other oil companies. And, you know, they talk about him and he was a very magnanimous, mag- magnanimous figure who uh, 
got into a lot of trouble, was literally, you know, paying his own company back for services. A lot of a lot of stuff that came out as really shading dealings got in trouble with the SEC. And then you have that whole thing they talk about in Hulu one where uh, he basically got hooked on the line for a bunch of stuff by the SEC and then uh, accidentally got killed, killed himself in a car crash. And I haven't heard much of it. This happened four or five years ago, but I definitely remember the headlines. Um, you know, there was still a lot of weird, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that. And then the other thing that was kind of different about the Netflix versus Hulu one, the Hulu one focuses a little bit more on the Fire app thing. And his idea of this business model at the Fire Festival was just a thing to basically mm-hmm. promote the Fire app. And that it talks about the team there and sort of this dichotomy of him running this fire fire app thing but then like not giving them paying them any mind because the fire festival was taking up all the time and the interviews with those people including like a the head designer or whatever these people were and then some guy named M David is that a real person's name I don't I know. I tried to google t- this person to see if it was like his real name, like his right. god or god-given name yeah. or like Was he the one Was he the one who in the Hulu one was supposed to be the yoga instructor? He's the one who they sit down with with a dark the longer dark hair. I I don't remember now. He was very much pro- like prominent in I was I might be conflating two people, but he yeah. was very much prominent in the Netflix one. He was some they they cut between both of them. I know where we're t- who you're talking about. There's two people like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, there was I one don't. guy and I actually kind of liked his story. He was the one where he was like, I, you know, I have to tell them no and pull the plug on this in some capacity and sent them an email. And then he got the email back that was like, uh, at least they'll see your smile at yoga. He was like, oh, yeah, I was all supposed to teach yoga that that weekend. Was yeah, like, it wasn't. It was like, not that guy. It's okay. like the other guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other guy who like uh like sounded the alarm too, or I thought this was genius. He went, he him and his girlfriend were there and they went to go sleep in a tent just to see what it was like. And they're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. There's not even bad weather, right? It's just hot and there's bugs and all this crap. Uh-huh. And then he said, This is not a thing that we can do. And they like, I forget what they said. They like, you have to give you us your resignation. Oh, yeah. Like the one guy one who did his due diligence, right? The one guy you need to leave. Yeah, man, it's... Again, it's... The the thing that I... I, I, I say like that is the most disheartening part to me about the Netflix one, but is also the biggest focal point to me is the impact on the island and on the people that they, like, were just you know, so completely screwed over. And I think the one thing that the Netflix one does disservice to is I think trying to not telling the whole truth in when he gets uh, convicted and gets put away to, I think it leads the viewer to assume that this all happened because of what he did to these people and that he, you know, is still hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in back pay and didn't pay the island and, screw these people over and all this stuff. It's like, that's not what he was put away for. It was for investment fraud on a whole different scale. Like these people, other than I think some things that came out afterwards, like a GoFundMe, uh, you know, these people were not helped out at all. These, you know, everyone involved in the fire festival basically abandoned the Island and hung them out to dry. 
You're talking about the the island and the workers on the island itself. The nat- not, yeah, not the native the, people, the the lady yeah. who owned the who owned the the restaurant, bar, yeah. the bar, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean it it again, you were talking about these kind of people that you see in tech and it's true. I mean, you know, I've I'm sure we both have listened to a bunch of interviews of you know, both venture capitalists and founders and stuff like that and you know, you hear a lot of people, like I've definitely heard a lot of stories of, you know, not to, you know, f- focus on one person because I know it exists anywhere, but like you see those people like, you know, the graduates who spent four years in Stanford or somewhere else and, you know, day one show up at Google and are just like, <laughs> you know, I think I remember hearing a story from uh, Chris Saka, who's an angel investor. Um it's just like I would go talk to these kids and these kids are like in line for food at lunch. And he's like, what do you mean? There's no pheasant. Where's the pheasant? Like go, there's gotta be more like, and it's just like, dude, like I believe it, man. These people yeah. are kind of trained. You mix that with like, you know, the Gary V hustle mentality kind of stuff. And it's like it, I believe, you know, it, it makes sense that there's a world where people are, are not as important as, you know, the hustle quote unquote. And, being a dick is a virtue and i just like i <laughs> yeah have you seen the have you seen it. the wolf have you seen the wolf of wall street i have not no okay but you you know the gist of it right he's yeah, like a yeah. fraudster and then he's living like this lavish life and it all falls apart and it's based on a true story um i think that that kind of archetype always existed right if the startup scene had start you know been around oh, sure. when that guy he would be that guy instead of being a wall street guy Sure. You know, I mean, it was ad people. They're doing the exact same investor. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's a takeaway I took from it. It's just like it's just all moving into to this realm when it used to be the domain of people who are interested in the technology. Now it's the domain of people who are interested in making a ton of money where like the tech, you know, making a ton of money to these other people, even like I would include Mark Zuckerberg in that I would include. Sure. Uh, uh, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Paul Allen, you know, all these people, at least they were they had some grasp and understanding. And for, for some people, a big grasp and a huge understanding of what they were building. And it had like a they were building a a product or a thing. They weren't building like some hyped up juiced up uh what amounts to nothing you know or it amounts to a form on a website or a orange tile on instagram (laughs) yeah and i mean as you know we're both developers so you know we we certainly have a certain bias and uh, that's not to say you know there 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 are tons of stories about how um cutthroat steve jobs was and how kind of a dick and sidewindy Mark Zuckerberg was. But, you know, you if you're to give them credit, it's certainly that they still had a vision of seeing something beyond the day to day and hurt feelings were not a big enough problem to think about, which is frustrating, especially as, you know, kind of a front of the line dev in a lot of cases. But, you know, you certainly see that. But then it's like I you say that stuff, especially about the money and stuff. And I, you know, I start thinking of like, um, Uber CEO or former CEO Travis Kalkanik, Kalnick, Kalnick, and I just like that. You know, very much cut from to me feels like very much cut from that same kind of 
Billy McFarlane cloth. Yeah. Where it's like you can be kind of an NYC jerk and get away with it because that's what it's all about. I'm just like, man, that's, you know. So, Ryan, I have to tell you something. I'm going to you you're still an employee of this podcast, but <laughs> we're not going to pay you anymore. Does that work for you? <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that was one of the most cringy moments I had. It was like this, like it was a screen recording from like a Google Hangouts, right? Yeah. And it was there. It was like the right after the fire festival coming back to the fire app HQ and then basically laying everybody off. But yeah. like him trying to feel good about himself by not actually laying people off. But then they let me off just indefinite. No pay forever. And you can leave if you need to. Right. Just, oh man. Yeah, exactly. And then even like when they're on that first call and I'm pretty sure it's Ja Rule. They don't show his face at all, but I'm pretty sure that's his voice. It's pretty iconic. And they have one of the other dev guys be like, well, this can't just be rebranded. Like this is fraud. And like, no, no, no. It's more like light fraud. It's more of a light <laughs> misrepresentation. This is mild murder. <laughs> I may have committed some light treason. In light treason, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is insane. Yeah, the 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 in the this fire. The even concept doesn't make any sense to me. The concept of this fire app, which is it's basically Uber for celebrities, where you need a celebrity at your party. It's like Tinder plus Uber, <laughs> where the celebrities are the products, essentially. Where it's like, I want Ja Rule to come to my birthday party and be Ja Rule. And yeah. that's it. That's how I, that, that's it. How is that ever going to make money? Like, even if it, okay, even if you say you got a lot of, like, you had a good inventory of celebrities, you had 200 celebrities on there. Sure. You know? And they're charging, you know, uh, even a decent amount of money in the, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And they're taking a percentage of it. I don't think the velocity of people who need celebrity appearances is very small. Well, I never they sort of keep trying to chalk it up to be like, bring Coldplay to your birthday party. And I was like, I never assumed it was that. But like, I mean, I could see like these big you know, these big releases like an app release in San Francisco or in New York or something like that would try to pull people like this to get them involved somehow. And, you oh, know, it was a weird okay. foot in the door kind of thing. And I mean, I see what even, you're doing. If, if it's more like that for endorsement slash appearances, maybe. That was a little more the take that I got from it. But, you know, th th he talks about in the very beginning of, I think, the Netflix one, Billy, where he's saying, like, how did you meet Ja Rule? It's like, well, I wanted to, and uh, I was told I could pay, like, $500 to get to this guy, and this guy gave me and got me another guy who said with $1,000 I would get this, and so I paid him. I was like, you know, it's one of those things that seems insane, but I, it would not surprise me one bit if there's a whole ring of kind of connection stuff like this to be like, I, you know, you want to talk to the CEO of this, of this such and such? Like, I can get you in. Uh, you do it the long way or you can pay me and I'll shoehorn you in. Like I, <laughs> I believe there are a lot of people who are willing to pay tens of thousands of dollars to get five minutes of, you know, a CEO or an important person's time. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I, I rescind my statement. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. And it, it's, but it is one of those things like you can tell, and it was clear with the, um, 
What was the name of the credit card? The uh, mag- Magnesis. Mag- yeah. Where it's one of those things that they're building. They're building the facade of being able to get in front of important people so that he can get in front of important people and just using it as like a vehicle, which, you know, it clearly worked. So there's something there. I mean, and, you know, maybe it's the same thing a little bit of, you know, like, what if we start a podcast where we talk about tech and stuff and we, you know, periodically bring on people that we never thought we could reach before. Um, you know, there's do a not associate that, me with Billy McFarlane. <laughs> you just rescinded my pay forever for this yeah. podcast for three. <laughs> but you can still you can still keep doing it, though. <laughs> if you only if you feel like it. Yeah. So uh, this was it was again, watching this one, particularly the, particularly the Netflix one, like I was like viscerally upset while watching it because of the content itself. But it was a good documentary. I mean, it's. I think it's worth watching and I think bringing this back around and especially thinking about it from more of a tech perspective and that that very startup venture cap Silicon Valley kind of thing like it's I I realize that this is this goes on way closer to me than I realize you know so like I it it is something that I feel like I need to be more aware of and it probably have you know most people probably can think of a lot of reasons where it happens even with their company and stuff like that. Like there's, you know, there's, there's no shortage of, of shady dealings going on anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about Jerry media for a second. Yeah. yeah. And just like what they do, they are essentially social media marketers plus like PR, get you in touch with call, Mr. Celebrity and Mr. and Mrs. Celebrity and their joint Instagram page and gives them $200,000 to tweet an orange, not tweet, Instagram an orange Mm -hmm. square. A little bit of that mixed with just like, you know, again, I think it was in the Hulu one that the creator of that talked about like, what is a different way to break up? the day-to-day scrolling like when everything looks the same how do you disrupt that and i immediately started thinking of people like um there's a like social media guy named uh ryan holiday who Mm -hmm. wrote a couple books about like he was at laracon i saw him speak oh really yes like the dark side of social media and how it's like these people you know you buy your way straight on to the to the you know new york times or whatever and it's like it's or the whole like you know i created an account I sent two or three random pitches from different emails to a um, to an online blog. Uh, the blog said they weren't going to pick it up, but then I used that to get to a news anchor. The news anchor ran with it. Then the blog picked it up, and then it sparked. And it's like how much you can game that system for yeah. free, basically, with a little bit of time and know-how. I definitely got a lot of those vibes as I was thinking about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just the fact that they can... Uh, oh, the fact that they were basically uh, anything, any they had like no content because there was nothing there, right? And they did this like one photo shoot for like a week, or well, right. it was like they got models and it was like a few days, and they took a bunch of pictures, like you know, or and video of like them on a private plane going to the thing, and them on these the island playing with the pigs and. Yeah you know, just 
you know, young people, good looking people walking around the Bahamas, essentially. Well, like huge influencer people, too. Like the only one I, I recognize is that Emily Radajkowski something. Uh, but yeah, like great huge, name for an influencer. Right. Huge models and influencers. And Have you like tried that. Madonna? <laughs> Lady Gaga. Um, but yeah, the, the Netflix one towards the end says, you know, it's like what the fire festival really was, was that first shoot. It was that one weekend thing where everyone got super wasted and Ja Rule was trying to choreograph shots and stuff like that, like camera shots and telling everyone what to do and be like, all the girls go jump in the pool. We'll do this cool shot. And it was like, nobody knows what they're doing. (laughs) It's like, that was the, that was the party. That was the fire fest. And then it became, it ballooned into this thing that, was a catastrophic collapse upon itself yeah oh yeah i love that part where it's like uh all these like comments that oh because it was like the um the company that they hired to do the video and they were like super professional when all these jaw roll and billy and all these idiots are being idiots right right during the shoot and like the these people completely great professional people obviously they made this great video out of this like shitty thing and uh their first like round of edits had all this like super obnoxious it was like what it was he said it was like 20 pages oh of, of what edits. they wanted yeah, yeah what they wanted the out of one this, yeah where it was, it was like a 20 page or a thousand word thing yeah, of what the music was oh yeah was what, like, he, what they wanted to use music to be <laughs> like you or i who know things about how to make things would be you go to freaking audio jungle you pick a thing, $20 later, you have your theme, right? You might well, mess with it a little bit. Yeah, it was something like a thousand no words worth of, of we or want. Or it's like, I want tribal drums. Yeah, we want this. We want African drums that resemble this in Japanese, this and, and these instruments EDM you've never and mix with of. this. And you put yeah. it all together. And it's like, clearly, not, these are just a bunch of words. Like, this doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, it's right. not music. Exactly. That's fire. There's, I mean, I kind of recommend it just for the the scope of where it is today, but man, it is it is frustrating. <laughs> as somebody who you know has worked for a long time as very much the one building things, and you see the people who run around like this, it it is it is tough. Yeah, I more and more get that uh, impression. Like just even as I was working today. Right. I get this impression that there it, it feels like smaller, smaller, smaller amount. It, it, it's it is the opposite of what you would think. A smaller, smaller amount of people are actually making things and know how things work. And more and more people are managing them or talking about business in their presence. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like this movie shows that a lot. Yeah, that there there is a thought that problems can be solved with more and more opinions in the boardroom, so to speak, versus yeah, opi- more and more people yeah. building. Yeah, and the opinions are easy for these boardroom people to have. And, and agree then, with. And agree with and market. Marketing is just saying things if you really boil it down, right? But then when you go to actually making things, right, whether it's the fire app or it's the actual construction of the festival using all those logistics, it all completely falls apart. Yeah. You know, because they're not in that mindset. They're in the mindset of if we say this thing, 
you know, it becomes true. You know, and, you know, the the fraudulent aspect of people when it's like a week out from, oh, he did all those things where it was like they needed more. They constantly needed more money. You know, you're not even good at business, right? For these like business graduates, you're not even good at business, right? They needed more money. So what they did is they created a new tier, right? And mm-hmm. just had them of they just thought that afternoon, you know, like a week after the festival, they created a new tier or they created the the wristbands, right, which had the money on them. And mm-hmm. then with all these like trust fund kids are going to the fire festival. So they're putting like three grand, you know, or more on these wristbands. Yeah, it's one of those things. Well, and then they were using, then using that money to pay back your investors or to get new things instead of using it what it was supposed to be used for right well yeah and none of that money ever even went back to the investors that's why he's in prison for and still owes 26 million dollars in in uh in damages or something something like that i don't know the the legalese behind it but yeah yeah i mean that's a to say, you know, a lot of the media stuff crashed completely on this being like a millennial thing and millennial Instagram kids are idiots for doing this. It's like, I, I don't, I don't put too I, much I blame on, on, I don't the, think they're the victims. I mean, yeah. it's, you can go a lot of different ways with that. And, you know, obviously, you know, money begets power and begets influence and it's a giant circle. But it, what what you just said was really interesting when you talk about business stuff, like, Billy's only like 26 or something yeah, like that he's when this than stuff me. started happening. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, like when, you know, when you and me got out of school and stuff like that, it's like you, you, you try to build things like you try to build and you, you try to fail because it's a good time to do that. Like you always want to be building new code and new websites and stuff like that. And I think the business side of things is also pretty similar where, especially nowadays, again, like you get into that, like, that Gary V hustle and that, you know, these yes. business people telling you to, you know, yeah, do all I'm this not... stuff. Like I, I get where a lot of it, this probably happens a lot. There's probably a lot of business and MBA kids who th- think that they can just come out and, you know, not con people out of money, but are doing whatever it takes to get some money and whether it fails or not, that's just part of the system. And then, you know, it just, self-aggrandizes and becomes bigger and bigger until it kind of vortexes into this. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I, I'm, it's not to say there's not a place for someone who is an MBA and he, who really understands business, but that's not what Billy is doing. That's not what a lot of these people are doing, right? There, there's, if he was an MBA person who really had the numbers down for this thing, right? And did his due diligence, which I, hopefully they teach you, And, you know, did all these things that he should be doing and worked out logistics, which a lot of very good business people do do. Yeah. You know, the people who are building the fire app aren't going to be doing that. You know, the people who are doing all these other things aren't going to be doing that. So there's some if he you know, it could it could have gone right. Right. And if he actually said why don't we give it, you know, talk to people who have done this before or hired people who have done this before, right? There's plenty of people who all they do is put on events, huge mm-hmm. events, like hired the right people 
who could tell you the right things and then listen to them. That's one of the things that happens in business too, right? You go to you go to these, you know, the expert in the, the, the subject matter expert, right? I hate to use that term, but you go to that person, you hire these people, you go to this person, you ask them, and you know, how long will it take to do this? Right? Yeah. You know, it'll take, you know, you might have been in this situation, it'll take, you know, 20 hours, but we need it done tomorrow. Then why you even ask me? Right. Yeah, it's it is a bad combination and it shows that I don't know if this is more of a trend today or if it you know, I'm sure in some capacity, it's always been a thing that there is good. There is business. There is good business by the numbers that's fiscally responsible. And then there is idea generation and trying to kind of outrun the sun and people think that they're more merged than they are. And so you have these, these people who are trying to run these things. They call themselves businessmen, but don't care about the business at all. And they would rather hire yes men who also can't really fix their problems and just tell them what they need to hear until eventually it blows up. Yeah. And there's a, there's a huge element of laziness that probably comes from having all this money where it's, I, I don't, need i need you to yeah it's basically i need you to agree with me and i want to do the fun parts and then i want you know all the rest to you know fall in billy wants to go on the photo shoot billy wants to do you know all these you know go to the parties and set up the party right all that stuff right but he doesn't want to do the spreadsheets and do the logistics and you know do the due diligence of hiring the right people and stuff like that yeah so next week, uh, we're going to go the complete opposite spectrum from talking about fraud and all this corruption uh, to attempting to meditate. So the challenge next week is to meditate. Uh, I guess we're going to say every day. So for the next seven days. Um, starting, starting today? Uh, starting tomorrow, I suppose. Okay. All right. Meditate th- uh, three to five minutes. All right, I got to get my candle. I got to go with Target. I got to get a candle. I got to get a special mat. I feel like I need a robe or something. Do I need to shave my head? We are going go right, to go to the this country out. of Burma and go to the, go to the uh, temples. Yeah, I need a, I need a guru. I'm going to find a guru. <laughs> So yeah, have you have you ever have you ever tried any of this like yeah, breathing uh, exercises, meditation? Anything yeah, like we that? should probably save that for the next show. But yeah, sure. I have not in a very long time, and I always want to. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, I don't, I don't, I I somehow find reasons not to. Yeah, but like so, I feel yeah, like yeah, it would be it's gonna be interesting because I want to know how it makes me feel if I actually do it for a week. Yeah, so this certainly a slow start, only, you know, like I said, three to five minutes. Uh, I would say I think we can pretty much take our own journey on how we want to approach this. Uh, there are definitely apps that are that are good for this kind of stuff. Um, Calm and Headspace, and there's an app called Oak that I think are all pretty decent. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I've, I've tried to do it on and off, and I like the break. Um, I don't know if I've ever had it be like a a life-changing positive thing where it feels long-lasting, but I think it'll it'll be a nice break and uh, it'll be a good chance to to take that, especially, you know, this new year, I, everyone's running around a lot. Things are going crazy. Uh, a lot of new business stuff going, bring it back to business, but, business. you know, uh, Billy is a lot not of the kind of person who meditates. Stuff. 
Probably not. Although he's probably the kind of person who goes to a yoga retreat and then gets trashed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's the next that's the next step. So if you're listening to this, uh, give yourself the same task: seven days of yo- or seven days of meditation, three to five minutes uh, in silence with an app to a song, whatever you want it to be. Just uh, five, three to five minutes of meditation, and uh, we'll come back next next week and uh, share our thoughts on it. All right.